0: Let's start out very, very basic. Will a six pack help me as a soccer player?
1: Logically. Why pre-game meals are important. Eve You know, some people like to go to the gym. I just wanted to double down on that really quick. The point is, you have to get stronger.
0: Hello, soccer players. Welcome to the latest episode of the Soccer Fitness Experience. It's me, your co-host, and with my main man, Berg.
1: How are you doing today, bro? Feeling good, man. Feeling good. I'm yeah, past my, um, my boards. Yeah, tell us more about that. You, you, we passed our boards out here. We're yeah, I passed, I passed my boards. I'm officially a licensed physical therapist. You know, I don't have to study anymore. Well, I could, I still need to study a like, long term, life wise. But you know, as far as studying for the boards again, like I've been doing for the past two months, I'm done, man. I, Andy, Andy, look at me today and he said, "Yo, you look relaxed." <laughs> well, maybe because I'm done studying, man. I don't I don't I don't have to take a look at another NPT book ever again, man. How are you doing? I'm doing good, man. Yeah, did I tell you they had us take a. Uh... A mock board exam on Wednesday. Like, yeah, yeah. yeah, How'd you do in there? We 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 did pretty well. Um, I said we I were... said not we. Like, how did you do? <laughs> <laughs> Who's um, we? <laughs> we were we were actually pretty close to passing. So we'll, we'll get there. <laughs> get budget. there. I mean, yeah, it, t- it takes a lot of practice to to um score really well in the exam, and a lot of it is really have to do with a lot of strategy. If you don't know, like. If you don't have testing and strategy, you're going to struggle. Mm-hmm. Yeah,
0: yeah, but... But
1: we're not here to talk about a <laughs> board exam. Nah, nah, nah.
0: Today, we're talking about concussions. And th- there's been a lot of concussions in our sport recently. Um, in just the past year, you've had Marcos carius You had uh, Amrabat in the World Cup more recently. You have... Salah. Ah, yesterday
1: got concussed. You,
0: know, you got... Um, uh, Fabinho out of Liverpool as well. Um, all, all sorts of concussions these days. So we decided, hey, we're gonna we're gonna take a step back and tell you, as a soccer player, what five most important things you need to know about concussions, so that way you're well informed, you know what you're doing, um, and you can make the right decisions for yourself. That's right. So our first our first point here, point number one. Um, Concussions are a traumatic brain injury, and we say that to really emphasize um, how how serious they are. And we kind of grade brain injury on a scale of like zero to fifteen in like the medical world. But um, concussions are on that scale of traumatic brain injury, and same type of brain injury that you know, like people get after like a car crash or like a, a really big accident. Like it, it's all, it's on
1: the same scale. Yeah, wow. except it's, it's a little minor. It's minor. Yeah. It's not as um, a motor vehicle accident, but it's on a lower end scale. But it can still be very damaging, guys. Yeah, definitely. And the, the way they're
0: kind of caused is they, they kind of have the same mechanism of injury, um, regardless of the severity, where um, you have your brain, right? And your brain sits inside of your skull. Um, And the best way to kind of think of this is a egg yolk inside of an Mm. egg, right? So if you have that egg and you hold that egg in your hand and you shake it around, you can feel that egg yolk like shaking side to side. Moving, moving, moving. Yep. And that's exactly what happens in a concussion where you're pretty much shaking up that egg yolk, which is your skull and your brain,
1: um, too much where it becomes damaged and you have the signs and symptoms. Yeah, man, it's like a, it's like a the the other analogy I like to use. It's like a dribbling a basketball. You get hit, and then um, it's like imagine you're dribbling a basketball, right? You so your brain gets shaken into your brain, and then it hits the ground. It hits one of your skull, and then it hits the other part of your score. It's like think of it a basketball, right? You're dribbling the ball, hits the ground, and then it hits your hand. So what happened when that happens? <laughs> lots of bad things can happen, guys. It's you know, your brain hitting the skull actually stretches and damages your brain cells. And that's where you end up with all sort of problems that you see this player have when they get concussed.
0: Yeah, so let's talk about that and bring it to point number two, where we say concussions are invisible to the naked eye. Um, and by this, we mean you can't, you can't physically see a concussion and even if you go to the hospital and you get a, uh, a picture taken of your brain by like an MRI or a CT scan or an x-ray, you can't see it that way either. And that's because the damage that Burry, you just talked about where you're stretching your, your brain cells apart, that happens at such a small level in your brain that it's, it's essentially invisible to us. We can't actually visualize that process.
1: Yeah, that's why you have to go by, you know, the signs and symptoms that, that you will get when you have this kind of injury. And I think it's really important for players to know these signs and symptoms. that way, you know, you can, like Andy said, you know, not only that it's not, you can't see it through an image, but at the same time, I don't know if I'm jumping to another point, Andy, but you can't really, um, just because in some concussion, you lose consciousness, in some others, you don't. So that's why I think it's vital for you guys to know the signs and t- symptoms because there are players who are concussed, but they didn't lose consciousness. And because of that, you know, they still, you know, they, they'll still be on the pitch, still playing. But I, and then later on, uh, they'll complain about a multitude of stuff and they can figure out what's going on. And you think, <laughs> you probably think they're pitching out. <laughs> it's, not, it's not really the case. They still have lingering signs of, of being concussed. And I think if you guys are well-averse, well-adapted to these signs, if you know them, then you can potentially help your teammate out, you know, point to the signs and say, hey, man, I think you might, you might be concussed. You should probably get that checked out as opposed to being in the dark and not knowing anything at all. Yep, And th- that was point number three. You kind of just
0: went over. Not losing con- uh, consciousness does not mean you were not concussed. And let's, let's talk about some of these other signs and symptoms that you mentioned. I have a full list in
1: front of oh, me there's, yes, uh, Let's. There's, a, there's too many. Let's go over like the, the one that the most prevalent. <laughs> okay. Let's do, um, we have a few of them here. We have
0: headache, um, yes. neck pain, which is mm-hmm. very, very common with concussion. Um, kind of like a whiplash disorder happens as well. Um, nausea and vomiting. That's hard to, that's hard to miss. Um, vomiting is something that you know if you see another player doing it um, you can easily be aware but nausea that's something that you yourself have to feel um other is- issues like blurred visions balance problems again these are hard for yeah, somebody else to observe as well um difficulty concentrating or remembering what happened before um fatigue low energy um, irritability, nervous, yeah, yeah, anxiousness,
1: yeah, yeah. all of it. that mood swing. I I treated a girl who had concussion and uh, she would come to the clinic like a zombie, dude. <laughs> like he, she couldn't tolerate a lot of noises. Like she couldn't even use her phone. Like she, she told me like, she <laughs> she's like a 15 year old, you know, they you so used to their phone. She's depressed because she couldn't go on her phone because <laughs> the light of the phone kind of like entified, like, aggravates her symptom. Like she can't even read. She couldn't even read like on, with her book, on her book, like she couldn't even follow lines because just the tracking aggravate the symptom. Those are some of the, the signs too that, you know, they're subtle, but if you pick up on them, those are the sign of, you know, someone that have lingering signs of concussion. They, they have difficulty reading in class. They can concentrate. They can even use their phone, and, oh, God forbid you go to the mall, man, and you, <laughs> there's so many people walking around. That can aggravate your symptom, too. Yeah. Yep, Pay attention man. to these things, guys. It's, mm-hmm. it's pretty calm. So this brings us to point number
0: four. Um, during your recovery, when you, quote, feel fine, you're probably only halfway there because just like with any other injury, your symptoms will go away before you're completely healed. So let, let's, let's kind of talk about that a little bit more. Um, just like when Berg said earlier, what, when you have a concussion, your, your brain cells are stretched and then you have all this damage or whatever. That process of healing takes about, if it's a very minor concussion, it takes about 14 days. Um, yeah. But according to the research, you will feel like you're completely fine at about seven days, which is when most people end up going back to play, seven to 10 days. Um, when you really you're you're about halfway there and this is why you need like a full certified medical provider to kind of bring you through this process, because even though you feel fine, that damage is still there. And if you go out and play and get another concussion, that damage is going to be even more times the amount of time that that you thought it would be if you initially
1: um just took the the fully required amount of time back. Yeah, in some cases a concussion symptom may last like up to like a year. Like it's it's ridiculous. Yeah. And this is because, um,
0: I took a concussion management course called CCMI. Um, and the owner of that course, Dr. Cameron Marshall, he said that in the NFL and in sport in general, we don't have a concussion problem. We have a concussion management problem huh. because if you have one concussion, And you feel fine after seven days or so, you go back and you get another one. Um, The research actually says that you could feel those signs and symptoms for about 40 to 50 days. Mm. And after that, if you feel fine, you go back and play and you get another concussion. You could feel it for up to like six months, which is why he says, and he advocates for that. We don't have a concussion problem, but a concussion management problem.
1: Yeah. Yeah and the the other thing too is just you know the biggest predictor of a concussion is another concussion um that's why you see players like um peter check taking precautionary measures now and always play with a with a headgear on because you know he's he's afraid of getting not getting another hit so let's let's now. talk about let's
0: talk about peter check real quick because um i should probably add this in as a a sixth point here, um, we can kind of just add it in. Helmets, they actually don't do anything to prevent concussion. That's what um, the research said.
1: The, the research is like, kind of like iffy about it. It's very inconclusive. you got some research that said, yeah, we do it. And you got some research that said, no, it actually increases even more.
0: Yes, <laughs> so- because if you think about it, you give someone a helmet and they feel invincible. They oh. feel like they can do anything they want. And the way that concussions work is it doesn't matter um, if you have protection on your head, right? So let's, let's take that same example of a, of a yolk inside of an egg, right? If you, let's say, um, if you take that egg and you wrap it in tin foil, that's your helmet and you shake it around, you're thinking, oh, my egg is nice and protected because I wrapped it around in, in nice metal, hard, protective um, equipment that yolk is still shaking in the egg, even though you have that tinfoil over it, you know? So the, the fact that you're wearing a helmet actually doesn't decrease your risk for concussion. What it does, and this is very interesting in Peter check's case because um, he is a triplet. Um, He is one of three kids that were born all at the same time and triplets. Yeah. yeah. Triplets biologically, they have thinner skulls than normal people. Water. So the Your reason is dropping straight facts right
1: now. I didn't <laughs> know this.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, so he has a thinner skull than most people. So he wears that helmet because when he got that initial head injury way back when, 10, 15 years ago, his skull was fractured. Oh. So he actually wears that helmet not to prevent concussion, but to prevent skull fracture.
1: Huh. The reason though I bought that um headgear, um, um, top, what, topic. It's just because um um it was mentioned that the some some of the American League and other league in, in Europe is trying to like make it a mandatory thing for players to wear like those those helmets that Peter Czech is wearing. Um the the reason they're doing this is because um most concussions happen um in in the midfield area in a penalty box to 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 head to head contact or elbow to head contact. So they're trying to like Decrease the, the impact by wearing um you know this foamy type of the headgear but in in if you think about it in terms of like management though that 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 that's i don't think it's gonna do that much really
0: i don't think so either because if you if you look at the the biomechanics of it if you're not decreasing the Acceleration or decelerational forces onto the brain. You're not doing anything in terms of
1: yeah. Well, that's, that's what they were trying to say. It, it decreases the this, um, the acceleration forces, but <laughs> some research says it really doesn't. Mm, yeah, but we'll see about it. I'm
0: I'm sure it, down the road will we see some sort of device where it does. Can you um,
1: imagine a soccer game now with everyone with the Peter Check helmet on? Yeah, I mean, it, it, we could see it. And I think that the
0: NFL, this is something that the NFL is doing in their new helmets that they're coming out. A lot of the, um, a lot of the, a lot of the, the root cause of concussion is when you get hit and you don't see it coming. And because you don't see it coming, you can't tense up like your, your head and neck muscles to stabilize yourself. Um, So these new NFL helmets instead of having like very thin visors where you only see out of like a a very shortened portion of like your helmet, they're yeah. making the visors a lot wider. So you have a wider scope of vision. So if someone's coming at you from
1: the side, you can see it. You can see it. I still don't think, because I think it's just like you said earlier, the moment you, you wear a helmet, you think you're invincible. And then you're still gonna tackle recklessly It's the same way, which brings me to another point. Um, They were saying, um, there are research out there that are are saying that um, heading the ball in soccer uh, contribute to, uh, you know, know, concussion. What do you think about that? Um, I think that
0: does it contribute to concussion? A proper header? No. Um, But the key is in, is it a proper header? Because... Not only do you have to worry about you heading the ball, which is a very, very small percentage of how concussions are caused, is ball to the head. Yeah, I heard um, that. it's like 5% of um, all injuries, soccer injury. Yeah, where, where we're really seeing the most concussions happening is body to body while going up for a header. And this is why many people are starting to advocate for taking heading out of the game for youth players. Yeah. Um, for many reasons, one of them is they don't have good heading techniques. That's Two, um, they they're not up to par when it comes to kind of challenging other players. They're very reckless. They don't know what kind of challenges to make and what
1: not to make. And and because the anatomy, the anatomy is not fully developed too. They don't have they have th- really thin necks and whatnot, so it, it makes them more predisposed to concussion. Mm-hmm. Yep. Oh, another thing too. That's why they have different size balls <laughs> you
0: know so, I
1: mean? th- that is another reason they have
0: different size balls um and it's it's kind of funny that you mentioned that because when you are a child when you're like six to seven years old your head is 90 percent of its size yeah your right? head is it's only going to grow 10 more percent um but your body is obviously about half the size and there's this thing it's like a full ratio of like your body mass versus your head mass and you have your neck muscles in there too it's it's very tough um for a child to have full control over their own head nonetheless control their own head while they're challenging for other people
1: yeah i think i think we ran a little bit on attention (laughs) that's all good that's all good. sorry sorry i think it's all good it's all good
0: we, we started out with five things to know. Let's, let's close it off on this yeah. one. Um, this is the one I think most players will find very, very relevant. Playing through a concussion will hurt your team. It is not okay to do. Um, I think the best example of this, and Burr, you know this firsthand. I'm, I'm sure you were watching that game. Um, Marcus Carius, uh, uh, UCL final, Madrid versus Liverpool can walk walk us through a little bit what what were your thoughts when you were watching him?
1: so he got hit um i I forgot um what in what minutes he actually got hit during the game, but afterwards um one of the things we noticed like he had the ball and then he's trying to roll it to a player. you know when it's a kickoff you the keeper can either kick it or he can either roll it to the to the left back or right back, so he's trying to roll it to the right back. But Benzema was running in front of him. <laughs> and then, he ended up just rolling it like to, close to his feet. And then, just like that, it was 1 nothing. It's like, you got to be kidding me. So, uh, I was reading an article um, before coming on this podcast, and they were saying that um, he still had um, some lingering sign of um, concussion from the previous hit. And what happened was, um, after after getting hit, his um visual, spatial um kind of awareness was still messed up. So that's why he, he couldn't actually judge the distance from where the ball was to where Benzema was. And that's why Liverpool ended up losing, you know, the, the UCL final, which I'm still pretty pissed about. But, but that's what happened. You know, it, it's crazy. You know, like we said earlier, man, if you – just because you didn't lose consciousness – you know, there's not many And some of the signs of, of you being concussed is, is very subtle. And you're not going to be able to pick it up during the game.
0: Yep, I have a, um, a quote from the physician who evaluated Carius about one week after when he, he ended up going with Liverpool to, um, to the United States on like a tour after the season ended. And he saw a doctor while he was over there in Boston, actually, by you. Um, the doctor said, at the time of our evaluation, Mr. Karius' principal residual symptoms and objective signs suggested that visual-spatial dysfunction existed and likely occurred immediately following the event. Additional symptomatic and objectively noted areas of dysfunction also persisted. It could, po- it could be possible that such deficits would affect performance. So Great. there you have it right there by, by the physician that evaluated him and that's that's very very common in concussion,
1: yeah that's crazy man, so there you go guys you see see just if if you know if you're feeling in signs and the those signs and symptoms that we mentioned earlier, if you're feeling them especially if you're hit um in the head in doing a game and you have like a game like in in three or four days um you might you might as well just sit this one out because – <laughs> you're not doing your team, you're doing your team a, 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 man, I'm forgetting the word, a disservice if you if you're happen to pay. First of all, your reaction time is going to be off. Your stamina is going to be off. It's, it's just it's not worth it. You're not going to be able to focus as much.
0: Yeah, and like you said before, um, not only will you hurt your team, you're hurting yourself because you could die. Yeah. Like seriously, like you can end up dead.
1: Especially if you had like a previous, like many previous concussion before and then you go and be reckless and go on a field after you've seen the signs and symptoms, you, your brain could, yeah, you could, you could die, man. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think that's... I would, I would, it's disappointing that we're leaving in a negative <laughs> note saying we could die. Yeah, <laughs> Come man. Come on, man. Find some, let's find some funny to, to end uh, the podcast. Yeah. Um, have you ever been concussed? me no man i have a very thick score man (laughs) never actually you know what um now that we're talking about concussion when i was um 15 16 i i have like shitty um heading technique and every time the ball would come like i was a i was a right i was a center center um, center back right so the the, doing the kickoff and the ball will come and i'll challenge it but i didn't know I didn't know, like, I would just let the ball hit my head oh. instead, of, <laughs> instead of me hitting the ball. And after every game, I used to have those huge headaches to a point where I was so scared of header till now. <laughs> until, until like maybe like four years ago, somebody's like, why do you do this? Just you should hit the ball, not let the ball hit you. True, yeah. Ever since then, I've never had a headache wow. <laughs> after heading the ball. So I've been, I've been concussed. <laughs> maybe <laughs> I do Maybe I was concussed for many years. Hmm. Oh my goodness.
0: So I was actually concussed um about a year and a half ago. Um I was playing intramurals and me, I'm a big guy. I'm 6'2", two hundred pounds. Like when I go play intramurals, I'm I should be the biggest guy on the field, you know. Um, but the time I was playing, I was not the biggest guy on the field. Oh my goodness. And I was going up for a header. And just like what happened before, um, in, in most cases, it wasn't even the ball was not a factor. The factor was while I was mid-air, a guy who was bigger than me kind of body checked me, like they do in hockey. Oh shit. Body checked me from behind. I did a full flip mid-air, and when Whoa. I landed, my head was the first thing that hit the ground. So like oh. I was like it oh. pretty much what you see on wrestling, like a
1: full oh. body flip, boom, head into the ground. Oh, Yo, you know, um, I don't want to go back to be negative again, but people <laughs> die from that. They do. Like, you ever hear like your head hitting the cement? Was it was it on turf or was it on like it was on turf. Uh, Everybody heard
0: it. it. Yeah, it was on turf. So thank goodness. Yeah. But yeah, at least it wasn't like hard, hard ground or whatever. And then um I kind of blacked out a little bit, yeah. and then I opened my eyes, and I already knew, like, boom, I was done. Like, I was not, I was not well. So I literally just like walked off the field, and then I sat down for like twenty minutes, and I'm like, yo, that just happened, you know. Um,
1: and... it's, a, it's a horrible sound when your head hits the ground. It's like, it's like, yeah,
0: bah. yeah, man. Oh man. You know what it was? It was also the week before final exams. Uh... So I didn't study. <laughs> I couldn't study. I
1: can only stay awake for like three, four hours at a time. So yeah, here's another thing that's damaging when you have a concussion, especially for youth athletes and and college students. When you concuss, like you can't study for anything. Some it's some dumb. people, some people take um, they, they get a pass and um they take like like a, one or a few weeks off um from studying so they can actually recover. Because believe it or not, like I mentioned earlier, reading the book could actually aggravate your symptom because you have to follow, you have to track it, and your brain doesn't like that when it's concussed. Mm,
0: yeah, it's it's very tough. And just like you have a full rehab to return to play soccer, you have a full rehab to return to go back to school too. So yeah, I do have, okay, we'll end it on a positive note. Okay. Um, <laughs> when, if you properly heal yourself from a concussion, you go through the full protocol, you know, um, 14 plus days you see a physician you you rehab this and that um the evidence is actually stating that um the effects from concussion they don't add up so if i get one concussion and i heal completely 100 percent, it'll be like i never had it before if i get another one after that it, like you see what i'm saying like they don't add on top of each other not like Hamstring injury or ACL. If you let like, it, if you let it heal, if you let it heal one hundred percent, so that's the key, guys. Make sure you you heal properly one hundred
1: percent, and yeah. Gotcha. That's all I got, man. Yeah, that's all we got, man. We could go on forever, guys, when it comes to like those nerdy concussion topics. Mm-hmm. But I know you ain't got that much time. <laughs> you're no. Probably sick and tired of listening to us, so we're gonna <laughs> end it. You're gonna end it here. <laughs> all right. We'll see y'all next week. All right. Peace, guys.